everyone. It's been a while since I've taken to the mic. Apologies if anyone actually was annoyed that I did that. I don't think they would have been. I doubt anyone noticed. But um, yeah, sorry. It's been a busy few months. I think the last time I recorded was in April. And that was with my cousins, One Chains. We recorded an episode about sex and relationships and... It was hilarious. Um, So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go and check it out because it was really funny. It was such a laugh and I got a lot of um, good feedback. Oh, well, I got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of interesting feedback on it. I think it was positive, but it was also like, you guys are so loud and you just shout over each other. And I have to say, when I was editing it, I was like, wow, we really do just shout over each other but somehow we still manage to hear each other talk and can still have a conversation even though that's how we communicate having to have listened to it about like 10 times while editing it was like wow we really do chat a lot of shit but there was still some times in it where I have I you know like listen obviously when I was editing it I listened to it so many times and you'd think that there was I would stop laughing at bits of it eventually, like, because I would have heard them so many times. No, it didn't happen. Like, there were still some parts of that where I just cracked up every time because it was so funny. Um, so if you haven't listened to it yet, then I definitely, obviously I'm going to recommend my own fucking podcast, but I would definitely recommend going back and listening to that. I think it was episode three. This is episode four, finally. I do have an excuse for my absence. I have a job. Woohoo! Like a full-time job, like a proper job. Like a nine to five, it's actually eight till four, which is fab. It's really good. It was really, really busy when I first started. Obviously, like getting to know your role and like figuring out what you actually have to do and like just processing the fact that you are responsible for a whole thing. And if you don't do it, then you're like fucking things up and just like, trying to not let that get you into an existential crisis every day. It's just, you know, it takes a lot of processing and a lot of time to get used to it. But no, it's all good. So welcome to episode four of Chit Chat. Finally, after three months, I'm sorry, okay? Hopefully it won't, the next one won't take as long. It probably will, let's be honest, because it's me. But I'm really gonna try, I'm really gonna try. I've like written out a full schedule for the next month. So let's see what happens. I feel like a lot of it isn't gonna happen because I haven't taken into account occasions where I will be hungover. And there's quite a few this month that I can just, I can foresee happening. So we'll see how that turns out, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. If you've been watching Love Island, it is what it is. Anyway, yeah, I will just mention my blog. It is called A Tepid Mess. I've mentioned it before. I will mention it again and many more times because I like plugging myself. That sounds... Plugging myself, that sounded... Am I just being... I think I'm just being vulgar. It just sounded a bit strange. Uh, I just like, you know, obviously a gal needs to promote her work. So I do have a blog. It's called A Tepid Mess. I, If you would like to know, if you care about how my working life has been, about how I've taken to work. I wrote a blog post about it, so you can go and read that. 
you can find it you can find links to it on my facebook instagram twitter everywhere it's everywhere it's all i ever talk about it's all people know me for it's my header on twitter like couldn't talk about it enough so go and check that out if you are interested it also has like a whole bunch of other stuff on there there's loads of embarrassing blog posts from when I first started it which was back in like 2015 or something like that I was in second year of uni it's so cringe makes me want to stab myself but I kind of keep it there because it's like a diary of my life and my my undergrad years and it's like oh you know like it's quite endearing while at the same time disgustingly cringeworthy which is quite apt I think to describe my life in general but yeah so please go and check that out if you if you want to and if you don't then um I hate you stop listening no please don't stop listening please carry on listening and rate review and subscribe right so this episode episode four of chit chat is just gonna be basically a little catch up over the past three months a couple of things I wanted to touch on on what's happened it hasn't really got a focus in particular just I just feel like I need to have a catch up with you guys just let you know what's been going on I mean the main thing is Love Island's back it's been back for a month if you don't know what Love Island is honestly like do you live under a rock Love Island just google it Love Island's back that's been taking up my evenings I genuinely I was out on Thursday night. Why was I out? What was I doing? Oh, I met up. I met up with a friend. Uh, I was like, why wasn't I at home? It's so rare for me to have plans. I met up with someone on Thursday night, but it genuinely, I was genuinely quite annoyed that I was missing Love Island and I had to catch up the next day before the next episode. That's the annoying thing about it. If you miss it, it's just like. Oh, fuck's sake when am I gonna find the time to catch up on this thought about watching it my lunch break but um I didn't every time Love Island comes on I mean I've only been watching it for this is my third season that I've watched every time it comes on I just think god I would love to see this with Asian people on it I would love if like a Priyanka walked in or like or if like a Nikhil or something like that walked in or like a Sunny awesome I would die I think every Asian person in the UK would just collapse and be like what the fuck there's an Asian on a love island just because it would never happen like I just can't I can't ever see that happening knowing that your parents are gonna like have to watch you doing that kind of stuff that is just like one of the biggest no no you would bring shame to your whole family like it would just be I just don't think it would ever happen I can't imagine that ever happening maybe I'll be the first one maybe when I'm like you know even more desperate than I already am who'd think that it's even possible I'm not sure it's even possible to be honest but maybe if I do get more desperate maybe I will apply to Love Island I keep me and my mum and my dad we watch it together and my dad does this thing where every time we put it on he's like oh no not Love Island and then halfway through he's like but I thought he said this to her he gets so into it I, I he actually loves it I think maybe a little bit more than me he just doesn't want to admit it but I always dabble with the idea with them, like, what would you do if I applied for Love Island and my dad just gives me this look, like, they, I can't even, it's just like, he just looks at me as in, like, and in his eyes, he doesn't say anything, but in his eyes, he's like, I don't think I could be, if you applied for that show, I don't think 
I could ever get over the disappointment I would have in you. He he would genuinely be. I don't think he'd he. I could like kill someone, and he'd be like, you know what? I'm disappointed in you. I'd go on Love Island, and he'd be like, no, you you. Now it's time to disown you. Like now, you are not my daughter. I think it would reach those levels. He would he would really not be happy. And that's how I feel like a lot of other Asian parents feel as well. And that's why I just think there's just never going to be an Asian person on Love Island. I would fucking love it if there was. I would absolutely love it if there was an Asian person on Love Island. But, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. But aside from that, I love how that was like my number one priority to talk about. And now I can talk about other things. So work has been good. So I had a little incident, God, when was it? Maybe like almost a month ago now, quite a while back, where I say my morning goes like this. Wake up, because these details are very important. Wake up about 5, 5.20, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, feel bad for me. How hard is that? 5.30 in the morning, God. Right, so when next time you see me and you see the bags under my eyes, don't be like, oh, she looks a bit rough. Like, have a bit of sympathy, please, okay? 5.30 in the morning. It is because I like to spend 25 minutes drinking my coffee and catching up on Twitter and then another 20 minutes deciding what I'm going to wear, even though I already decided the evening before. Okay, fine, fair enough. But you know what? Gal likes to take her time in the morning, Okay. Don't rush me. I like having my designated toilet time. Um, that's a very personal time for me and it uh, really gets me going for the whole morning. So just don't interfere with my routine and don't judge my routine, okay? Everyone has a routine, this is just mine. So yeah, I could wake up later and stop complaining about how tired I am, but I'm not gonna do it, am I? Anyway, so when it's time for me to leave the house, which is supposed to be about 6.30, usually it's about 6.40, and then I just vomit to where I park my car um, every morning. And then I get angry with people who are driving the speed limit because I'm like, you're in my fucking way, even though it's my, my fault that I'm late. Story of my life. So I drive to where I park my car by the station. And I, basically, obviously, I'm not going to pay the extortionate car parking rates at the station, am I? So I park down these little residential roads where you can park for free and it's all groovy. My wing mirror has been knocked off a couple of times, but it was politely put back onto my bonnet for me to sort out later. So, you know, it could have been worse. They could have just left it in the street. I have noticed a couple of scratches and marks on my car that weren't there when I first got it. But you know what? It's fine because I'm saving money. So I park my car and I walk to the station. And the walk to the station is again down these kind of like residential roads. If I'm speed walking, it can take me eight minutes. So it's not it's not like that long of a walk. And um, when I first started working, there were these two men. You, I mean, having the same routine every day, you get to see the same people. You get to know other people's so like everyone has a routine. There's this old guy who sits on this ledge with his dog every morning and he doesn't say anything, he just sits there with his dog and he's always there and the dog looks really sad and he looks really sad and it's just, it's a very sad situation in total. It's not the best start to my morning, I'll be honest. But you know, I see him and, and that's just the thing. And there's this woman who rides by on her bike every morning and she kind of, yeah, whatever, does her thing. And there were these two guys who I would walk past uh, every morning as well. 
the first couple of mornings I saw them, they kind of not- unnoticed that they were like looking in my direction and I was fine, whatever. And as the days went on, it was every morning, one of these guys would just stare at me. He would just stare at me as we walked past each other. And you can kind of excuse that the first few times that it happens. But when it's every day and it's every morning, it's just, I mean, as you can understand, so uncomfortable. And um, I decided I was going to start looking back at him so that he knew that I could see him staring at me. So I would, I, you can tell when someone's staring at you, right? You can just feel their eyes on you. So I would, I would feel him do that. I would like have a feeling that he was staring at me. I would look at him. He obviously would be. We'd literally make eye contact as we were walking past each other. And I, I'm quite bad at holding eye contact. Like I find it really intimate and uncomfortable and I'm just not good at intimacy in general. Like it's because of my cold, cold heart. Um, but I find it quite intense when someone's looking at your eyes or, or looking into someone else's eyes. So I try and hold my gaze for as long as possible before I have to like break away. And I'm like, oh God, I just can't anymore. But I would stare back at him. And so he was acknowledging me, acknowledging him, staring at me. This obviously didn't phase him. Um, and I think then one day came, I think I was PMSing. I was a bit, I was a bit hormonal and I just thought, you know what, I've fucking had enough. I've had enough of, of being stared at every morning. It's not comfortable. And um, then I just thought, you know, I'm not fucking having it anymore. And I just went, can I help you? When he went, no, no. And then I said, oh, well, can you stop staring at me then? And he was like, I'm not staring at you. I'm not staring at you. Obviously in a classic style, classic misogynist wanker style, he started getting aggressive about it. And he was like, I'm not staring at you. I'm not staring at you. And I was like, yes, you are. You stare at me every morning. And he said, no, I'm not staring at you. And then he goes, you're not that beautiful, you know? And I just, I was just standing there like, when did I say that? When did I give that impression that I thought, you were staring at me because I'm beautiful. Like, me. <laughs> Where did that come from? I didn't say that to him, but I just, I, I was obviously, naturally, I was running late, so I couldn't really stop to have this fight with him, but I just kind of just said like, oh yeah, mate, whatever, mate, and like carried on walking. And I walked off and he, he walked off. But he was just really, he was really quite aggressive about the whole thing. He was like really defensive. And I just, oh, it just really riled me up for the whole day. I was just so angry about it. And the thing is that when when I get into moods like that and I get into situations like that, I really have this bad habit of not thinking things through. And I don't think about kind of like the later consequences. And so when I carried on my journey into work that morning, I thought, God, I'm going to carry on seeing these two men every day every morning they're not going to go away and he just got really aggressive in the way in his reaction to what I said and I'm gonna have to see him tomorrow morning and this is like this is like nearly seven o'clock in the morning there's not that many people out on the roads these two guys could do anything to me they could you know like because he got so angry about what I'd said because he got so defensive and I thought fuck I'm gonna have to see them tomorrow and they they could do anything. I don't know what their reaction is going to be. I don't know if they're going to blow it over. I even, and I just spent the whole day then panicking about what these two guys might do tomorrow, or how they might be, or what their what their um, if they would interact with me or not. I know I 
and that is the, I mean, that is the life. That is the life of a woman. It's constant having those kind of fears, having those kind of worries, like how is that man going to react because he could do anything and I don't know. And you think, you know, you think, oh, hashtag not all men, like not men, not all men are like that, la la la. But unfortunately, you do have to be suspicious of everyone, especially in a situation like that. You do have to think, every woman knows you have to think about those things. You have to think about the precautions you're then going to take because you don't know how this man is going to react. And you, and I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that his reaction would have been like in any way, like sexually um, predatory or anything like that. He, but he could have, you know, he could, he, it could have been. But he also could have, like, just punched me in the face when he saw me. I'm not saying that just because I'm a woman it would have been in any way sexual, but with the addition of the staring and with the whole vibe of the situation, like, that was definitely something that crossed my mind and it was definitely something that I considered. So the next morning, when I did make that same journey, and I had to think about that day, I was like, is there another way that I could take? Is there another way that I can walk to the station and not have to go down that road so I don't have to see them? And there wasn't. So I kind of braced myself that morning. I had a plan in my head in case he tried to say anything to me or do anything to me. And I mean, that is just like, I'm sure there are so many women listening to this who are like, yeah, been there, done that. Like, how to have to pre-plan your like your plan of action um, in case a man decides that he's going to try and hurt you because he he didn't like what you said or he didn't like that you were outspoken or he didn't like that you challenged him on his misogyny. But and this is the plot twist. This is the interesting thing. I didn't see them the next morning and have not seen them since. And this happened about a month ago. And it's like, okay, that could just be coincidental. They could not need to go down that road anymore. Who knows? Maybe they were doing a job and that job is finished now and they don't need to walk down that road anymore. Who knows? But it seems very strange that for that month or so where I was going to work, where when I first started to work, I saw them every day. And as soon as I said that to him... I stopped seeing them and I haven't seen them since. And that's great for me. I, I bloody love it. Now I can walk down the street and sometimes I sing out loud and no one judges me because there's no one there apart from the guy with the dog. But I think he just seems out of it. So it's fine. I don't really mind him. It's like, I don't know. I think I've kind of convinced myself that maybe they felt uncomfortable because I had pull, called them out on staring at me and they thought that they didn't want to then be in that situation again or see me again in case I might say something and that makes me feel fucking great obviously that makes me feel powerful that I me calling them out made them feel uncomfortable for making me feel uncomfortable and they then removed themselves from that situation so if that's the case that would be great it may it might be obviously there are other factors of which it could be so unfortunately, that was one of my bad experiences that I've had this in this period of time since I've recorded. But also, there was another one, which is to do with race rather than gender, which happened a couple of weeks ago. And if you have me on Instagram, you would have seen me have a little rant about it there as well. Also, if you have me on Twitter, you already know about the guy stories. Basically, if you want to be the first one to know about these <laughs> situations that happen in my life, just follow me on socials. Yeah, so I had a little racist incident um, a couple of weeks ago, which was very unfortunate. Basically, my 
<laughs> I love that. I just put, oh yeah, it was kind of unfortunate, I suppose. But you know, we're used to it, aren't you? But yeah, so <laughs> my neighbour is a PT and she's kind of training to do like yoga and, and other stuff as well and teach kind of other health things as well. And she does a yoga class at the local sports club. Uh, my mum's been going for a couple of weeks and my mum had, had, has been trying to drag me along for all this time and this one Thursday I said that I'd go with her. She had mentioned before that there were these bunch of people, there was a class after their class and there was a bunch of people afterwards who were not very nice to them. She didn't really go into details but she said that they had always commented about there being a smell after the yoga class, about there being a smell in the room. The yoga class is just, there's not that many people in the class, it's like two, three, four people. We're all Asian women, right? We're all Indian women. My mum mentioned that these people waiting outside afterwards would always be like, oh God, what an awful smell kind of thing. Which is funny because we were doing yoga, not fucking hit training, do you know what I mean? Like we really didn't break a sweat doing yoga. Are you supposed to break a sweat doing yoga? Maybe I wasn't doing it properly. But you know, we were like doing a lot of breathing and shit. It wasn't like we were exhausting ourselves. Yeah, we had our yoga class. The same thing happened. There were these people outside the class finish. They came in ranting about how we were late, um, how we'd run over. The class finished at seven. It was about two minutes past seven and they came storming in like, oh, five minutes late, five minutes late, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, this one woman, this one bitch, I mean, you just look at her and you know, you're a fucking bitch. She just had that face. Like, she really did. And, oh, God, I just wanted to punch it. Oh, God. And I knew. I was like, she's the fucking racist one. She's the one who's going to pipe up. And she came in and she's like, oh, it's that lovely smell again. You know, really, oh, God, it's so gross, like, so disgusting. And this woman's like, oh, no, she looked, she looked shit. She, she had not aged well. And I know that this is an unfeminist thing of me to say, but you know what? She's fucking racist. So I can talk about how ugly she is all I want. I'm not sure that that's how it works, but that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> she... Is that petty? I don't, I don't really care right now. But she, you know, I must have been in a, I don't know, 60s, 70s. She was old. She, you know, was making all these comments about how it smelt. And because my mum had said that this happened before, I was like, you know what? I'm not fucking having this. I'm not having this. And it was one of those situations again where I just saw red and I didn't, I don't really think about what I say in situations like that, whereas, which is something that I really, really need to work on because I'm not proud of it at all. And I, think one day it's going to get me into a lot of trouble, which I probably don't want to be in. And I actually really lack upper body strength. So in a, in a fight, I just wouldn't, I really don't think I'd do well. Uh, you know, obviously there are other reasons why I think I need to get a better grip on that. Not just because I wouldn't be able to defend myself in a physical fight. Also, I mean, I'm a massive fucking hippie. So if they tried to punch me, I'd be like, no violence, please use your words, use your words. I just got really angry and I thought, oh, does it smell? Do you think it smells? And she was like, yeah, it's just really smelly and stuffy in here. And I was just like, well, you know what? That's really weird because we were just doing yoga and it's not like we were exhausting ourselves or sweating or anything. So that's so weird that you think it smells. And she was just like, well, yeah, it does. And you're, and you're running late as well. And I was like, oh, are we? Because it's only two past seven. Like, we're not running that late, really. Thought we could, might be patient. And obviously, because I was so angry, the things that I was saying just weren't really making sense. It wasn't really a coherent sentence. And God, I wish I had the grace and the 
finesse to be able to compose myself to really like slay the bitch down um but I, I just end up like babbling away and like no wonder she was just a bit like taken aback and freaked out by it so I went to kind of put the mats back in the room and I could still hear her going on and on about how it smelt and about how we were late and stuff like that I was just in the room I'm in the room she she came in as well and she was getting some equipment and I was like Oh, it's so weird that you think it smells because we didn't even sweat. And she was just going on and on and on. And But she had this like smug smirk on her face at the same time. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, you, you're winding me up. I was like, you really are pushing my buttons. I just thought, you know what? I need to remove myself from this situation before I just like lose my absolute nut. So as I was leaving, I just shouted back and said, I hope you enjoy your smelly exercise. And um, as I left, I said, she's so fucking rude and make sure, made sure she heard it. But this is the thing. It was a bunch of old people. They were all in their sixties or seventies. I mean, if they weren't, if they were younger than that, then mate, buy yourself some skin cream because you're not looking good but they that's that's how they looked um they were all white and they were all going to this class and it's just like and I completely see how that to some people that situation you think but why was it racist how do you know she was being racist and I can't emphasize enough that when you are a person of color and it's the same as when you're a woman or when you're um part of the LGBT community and you know that this person is being discriminative against you and it's not because they're over, it, it's that covert discrimination. It's those slide comments. It's the, it really, and it, I know people will take the piss of this, but it really is all in the vibe, in the body language, in the way that that person looks at you, in the tone that they're talking to you in. And okay, she didn't call me a packy. Okay, she didn't say, oh, those Asian women smell so bad. But you just know whether it, whether, whatever, um, minority group you you belong to and whatever way it is that someone will discriminate against you you know in your heart and your soul that that is why they are saying what they are saying and we knew that it was because we were a bunch of asian women in the room and if we were a bunch of white women she would have calmly raced outside the room and been like oh did you have a lovely session laura no i fucking didn't that's what it would have been like and my um neighbor who is a PT, she's been working with that sports club for a while and she said that she's had so many incidents like that. She's tried to reach out and be their friend and they've just not been interested. They've made, they make comments to her all the time um, that are along the same lines or, or other things. And it's just like, okay, so they're not saying directly, we don't like you because you're brown. Okay, they're not saying directly, you know, we don't welcome people like you or like the likes of you, like we don't want anything to do with you. And in a way, it would almost be better if they did. I'd I'd prefer that because then I could, then I'd feel less, I wouldn't doubt myself as much, but it's like, I know that that was racially influenced. I know that her comments were racially influenced. I know it was because we were a bunch of Asian women and she says it every time. And also smell in terms of being discriminative against Asian people smell is something that has always been used against us especially because of because of Indian food and South Asian cuisine because we know how to like fucking season our food and use spices so it has fucking flavor no shade but do you know what I mean like because we know how to use those things and our food tastes so good of course it smells like of course it has a smell and that smell 
has been, I've read poetry, someone wrote a poem about the smell of food, the smell of Indian food, and it was so beautiful. And it was basically just saying, you know, how it's something that's always been used against us, like, because it is a pungent smell, because it is a noticeable smell. And it was always my worry when I was a child. And when I went to school, it was always a worry that I would smell of Indian food, because God, there could be nothing worse than smelling than Indian food and being Indian, because God, then all the people are going to be like, oh, what's that smell? It's gross. And it was just the worst thing. So then, so when my mum would cook Indian food during the week, I'd like, be, I'd like make sure my um, school uniform was like fresh and like so it wouldn't absorb any of the smells. So there'd be no way that that smell could be related to me. And nowadays, like I took some, my mum made some paneer. If you, paneer is Indian cheese and she'd made some chilli paneer and I'd taken it in for lunch at work and I was eating it at lunch and everyone and I just I had the, and it's it never fucking goes away I had this dread like oh god it's gonna smell and like what are people at work gonna say because I usually eat at my desk and I thought shall I not eat at my desk so it doesn't smell shall I eat in the kitchen but then I was like you know what I've got work to do and I need to eat so fuck it and I sat at my desk and everyone was like oh what's that smell and a piece of me died and I was like oh fuck and I was like oh um it's it's yeah my mum and cooked over the weekend and they were like oh it smells so nice and I was like oh and it was like yay they like it and it was like wait why am I trying to get validation from them like why I know it's nice I know it smells nice why do why am I still seeking validation from white people to be like oh your food does smell nice oh yeah that is appetizing to us and it was just it was just like one of those things where I was like is this ever going to go away is this ever going to be a thing that I don't consider or I don't think about hopefully one day it will be that but yeah and so that kind of style of racism if you will it's so abundant and I just don't think that enough people realise it. It doesn't have to be someone calling you a rude word. It doesn't have to be someone directly telling you, I don't like you because of your skin colour. Like, it, that is not what racism is. And that is not how most people show their racism. It is the covert, undercover, sly remarks that you get, which is where you think, another person heard that they probably wouldn't think that was racist. They probably didn't think that you did anything wrong there. And it is just something that you know, again, like, and it would be the same as a woman, you know when a man is, is being sexist or when someone is being sexist or a misogynist. You know that when someone is discriminating against you because of your gender, you can feel it in your body. You, I mean, we are human beings. You have intuition about things. You can see people's body language. You can... Um, hear the way that they say things and you know what it means like not everything is black and white you can't view life in black and white because it is so much deeper than that and it's so much more intricate than that but I think when you look at society in general especially in the UK racism is undeniably on the rise and it, it literally is there were some uh, there were some stats and figures I was looking at before I recorded this about how how racist hate crimes have increased over the past five years and you can think oh well, what's what's happened in the last five years what's been the one kind of big event or thing that's happened over the past five years that may be a contributing factor to the rise in hate crimes. What's that one big B word that we all know and love so much? 
fucking Brexit's happened. And, I mean, Trump happened as well. But if we're talking, you know, just about the UK, Brexit happened. And someone from the racism uh, charity Show Racism the Red Card literally said Brexit has been a major influence in the leading rise to racist hate crimes. Of course it has. And we know that when the referendum happened back in, when was it? 2016, was it? Three years ago. Three years ago. And we're still talking about it. Uh, yeah, it was 2016. I remember the day it happened and I nearly shed a tear. I'm not gonna lie. I nearly fucking cried. It, I felt like someone had died. It was a sad summer day. Obviously that happened and, and not, of course, not everyone who voted leave is racist. Of course they're not. But you also can't deny that a large number of people who did vote to leave, their decision was motivated by their racism or by their fear of other communities and other cultures and other races and other religions. That was, I think, undeniably a contributing factor as to why a lot of people voted to leave because they didn't want, because they were losing their Britain or whatever the fuck that means. Over the last five years, I know Brexit was only three years ago, but over the last five years, race hate has substantially increased every year from 2011 to 2014 it was increasing but it literally wasn't that much and then from 2014 to where we are now it has substantially increased every year and yes like you do have to consider that maybe in the same way that we we think sexist hate crimes are on the rise maybe things like rape and domestic abuse are on the rise maybe they are just being reported more. So you do have to acknowledge that maybe the amount that it's happening isn't on the rise, maybe it's just being reported more. And therefore we see that as it being on the rise because we know of it and it can be taken into consideration when they produce these statistics. But I think even in my personal experience and from what I've seen and what I've heard, especially when it comes to race, it is on the rise. And I think it's evident in things like, again, in this kind of maybe not so explicitly racist, but in things like, I mean, all you have to do is look at the way that Meghan Markle has been treated by the media and has been written about by the media in comparison to how Kate was. Yeah, she is doing different things differently to Kate. The Danny Baker the comedian um, who got fired because of his tweets about Archie, um, Harry and Meghan's baby. If you're not aware, he tweeted saying, royal baby leaves hospital. And it was a photo of a man and a woman. And the woman is holding the hand of a of a monkey, a really small monkey wearing a coat and a hat, implying that baby would be a monkey. Oh, why? I wonder why, you know, that came to his mind. Obviously, because Meghan is, is half black. Stuff like that. I mean, how many incidents like that have we seen over the past year, two years? Loads. There's been loads. Whether it's to do with sexism, whether it's to do with race, there's been loads. Or, or homophobia. I mean, for God's sake, our potential Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has a massive history of making racist comments, of being racist. So, you know what I mean? No wonder him and fucking Trump are like, bum each other, because they're basically the same person. Just Boris is like a bit more foolish looking. Oh, actually, I don't know. Maybe they're on a level in terms of their appearance. But, you know, Boris just passes it off as being, like, banter and passes, oh, oh, I'm such, like, a playful fool. No one will suspect me of being a dickhead. But, I mean, 
from what I've seen, we are seeing through that. So that's quite good. But you know, like, and he could be our prime minister by the time this comes out. I mean, let's see, let's see how quickly I can do these edits. Mm, it's probably going to take me a while, let's be honest, because everything does. He could be our prime minister. And it's like we've got someone in office who has this history, this open history of being racist, and he's just there as the leader of our country. That's disgusting. And it's just, it's just so sad. It's so heartbreaking that we are going backwards. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's the house phone. Who the fuck is calling? Bear with. It was my sister, I didn't get to the phone in time, so I didn't get to pick up. What was I saying? Another stat for you is that I also, while I was doing my research, found that children as young as 10 are whitening their faces to avoid being subjected to racist abuse in Britain. A child protection group has warned a total of over 10,000 racially motivated hate crimes against children, an average of 29 a day were recorded by the police in 2017 to 2018, um, the NSPCC found. Which is just even more heartbreaking. Children, it said that even toddlers and babies were those amongst being targeted. And it's like, how can you fucking take that out on a child? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that experience that I had and bring to light that this isn't a rare thing. It's just not. And I, I, I was really touched actually that when I ranted about it on my Instagram. So many people who follow me message me to say, I'm so sorry you, you had to go through that or like, I can't believe that, that's, I'm really sorry, like, you know, good for you for saying something um, kind of thing. And that I was really touched by that because I thought, you know, like this is, these are allies, you know, and it, obviously I didn't expect everyone to message, but it was, it was just really nice, but also it was really nice to get those messages. So thank you so much if you were someone who messaged. But also, unfortunately, it's not it's not rare at all. These kind of things, these kind of comments, these kind of sly jibes, they're not rare in that situation when you're being attacked because of something that's naturally part of who you are or, or something that you can't help and you're being discriminated against, well, it is bloody hard to stay calm. And I really, really do take my hat off to people who do do that. Even in terms of when it's like women who manage to stay calm in situations like that, I get enraged because I just, oh God, things like that just really get to me. But I think challenging people more in a calm and dignified way, because also you don't want to give them more reason to turn anything around on you. You don't want to give them any more reason to say, oh, this is this is exactly what I was talking about, this, you know, aggressiveness or this, like, the way that you, you lot are. So, unfortunately, this hasn't been a very, like, jolly episode. Apologies, but I just wanted to catch up on, like, and I, I wanted to catch up, but I've just caught up on all the negative parts of my life <laughs> that have happened over the past three months. It has been great. Um, but if there is anything that you would like to hear me talk about or any of your own personal experiences that you'd like to share with me or any questions that you have if you are we all we're all here to learn at the end of the day um so if there are any questions that you have about how do you spot when that kind of like less obvious racism is happening how do you be more of an ally 
to people please get in touch with your questions and your comments um because i'd love to know what you guys think i would love to hear your experiences and i would love to have the opportunity to try and answer any questions that you might have so give me an email at chitchartpodcast at gmail.com give it a follow on all of its socials you can stay up to date with new episodes i know that they seem incredibly rare at the moment so what's the point but please do you can find it on on Facebook and Instagram at Chit Chart Podcast and it's on Twitter at Chit Chart Pod. Remember that the chart has got two A's. And you can also follow me on my personal accounts. I'm at Kanika Bounds on Twitter and Instagram. So that's K-A-N-I-K-A-B-A-N-S. And you can find the link to my blog, A Tepid Mess, on there as well. Also, thank you so much to everyone who's already messaged with positive comments about the podcast it really means so much to me and it is like from people that I know to like randoms if you're like I don't want to call you randoms that's actually so savage like that sounds really insensitive and mean you're not randoms love you the people who listen listeners who I don't personally know who've messaged and been like I really like this podcast this is a great idea this was a great episode whatever you've said thank you so much I appreciate it so so much and it really helps me like keep motivated and want to keep going doing this so thank you also if you could like comment or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to I'd really appreciate it um because it helps other people see see it basically thanks so much for listening to this little catch-up episode I hope I didn't make you feel too down in the dumps just watch an episode of Love Island it'll cheer you right back up